through your food choices, your movement choices, self-care, getting sleep, getting enough sunshine, um, being playful, all of these things impact our actual brain chemistry. And so we have this window of opportunity in perimenopause to make sure that our setting for our golden years is a setting that is um, has a really good memory. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm excited to bring you today's guest, Kathy Fritz, who is a hormone coach. So we're going to be talking all about women in perimenopause and menopause and how we can lessen the stigma or like all of not even stigma like lessen the decrease the symptoms the negative symptoms that come along with going through menopause so I know many of you are in that midlife season and um, I know I am I've been really like questioning and reading books and talking to and consuming all that I can about you know the second half of my life and so if you are in this stage, definitely listen to this episode. Um, even if you haven't even reached that stage yet or you're past that stage, Kathy brings up a lot of nuggets of wisdom. And that could be that any woman, regardless of your season of life or your stage of life, could definitely benefit from because we're talking about stress in this episode. And I know that we all deal with it. So let's dive in and get into the interview, shall we? Hello, listeners. So today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, I've got a special guest, Kathy Fritz. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Hi, Ani. It's great to be here with you and all your listeners. So Kathy is a board-certified master hormone coach who helps women in perimenopause and menopause experience relief from hormonal symptoms like fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, and insomnia. Her clients lose weight, rediscover their energy, feel sexy, and stop thinking that they're losing their minds. Kathy's background in education gives her the expertise to individualize material so her clients can go from where they are to where they want to be. Today, Kathy and I will be chatting about the impact of stress during midlife and how we can combat its effect through self-care. So this is a great topic. I know many of the listeners are going through perimenopause, right? We've got an older listening listener base. So let's just dive in. And Kathy, share with us about your journey and what got you to be where you are today. Well, if you had told me that I'd be doing what I'm doing now when I was in my 20s, I would have said, you don't know me at all because I was a high school English teacher and I was going to be a high school te English teacher forever and ever. I loved it. It was such a perfect fit for me and my personality, my strengths. And um, it's funny though, you have kids and suddenly your priorities shift and I didn't want to be teaching full time. 
And it was hard in, I'm in uh, the Boston area. It's hard to find part-time teaching jobs. Um, and so I did teach online for a bit. Uh, it was before it was the cool trendy thing to do. Um, and I really did enjoy that, but um, it, there just like, kind of came a point where I just felt done with it. And so in the midst of all this, you know, I'm raising my kids and I'm having my own kind of hormonal issues. And my, you know, very well-trained uh, medical doctor's like, I've got it, go on the pill. And I was like, oh, uh, that's not really driving with where I am right now. Um, what else you got for me? And she was like, I got nothing. Mm -hmm. So uh, it meant that I had to do a lot of research and, um, you know, have my own hormonal balancing journey. And when I got to the end of that, or really to the midst of it, because let's be honest, we're all kind of in the middle of it, um, <laughs> I realized what a total void there was in terms of education around midlife health and how to take care of the woman's midlife body, which is very different from the man's. Um, and so I just started getting interested in helping fill that void. I got certified as a health coach, then got certified as a master coach, and then finally got board certified this summer um, because I realized that I, I needed people, one, to know how serious I was about you know, health and wellness, and two, that the, the phrase, the title health coach has no regulation whatsoever. Right. So somebody can go to a six-week self-paced course, take a 10-question multiple choice exam and say, yeah, I'm, I'm a health coach. I'm even certified as one. Um, <laughs> right. So I just needed to differentiate myself from the masses there. And um, so that's what, what led to me to where I am now. Awesome. Awesome. So I do want to give a caveat when you were talking, my dog, we have a pug and he's snoring in the background. So for all of you listeners, <laughs> just know that that's the dog in the background snoring away. If I lock him out, then he scratches at the door the whole time. So well, it could have been my dog snoring away. Oh, you got one right back there. here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Snoring away. Yeah. We have a pug, so he doesn't have his face. <laughs> like, he doesn't have his nose. So he's so loud. But okay, so you, it sounds like quite a journey of how you ended up being where you are right now, the, co the, the coach that, you know, I have this fly, I specifies, <laughs> specifies in hormones. So that's awesome. So Kathy, let's just jump in and let's talk about stress, right? And how that affects our bodies. How does that, especially in midlife, when, Absolutely. when we are going through so many different changes and we're shifting and changing and emotionally and physically, mentally, like there's so many different things that happen when you hit, you know, 35, 40 years old and stress, especially as moms, we're experiencing a lot of it. Mm -hmm. How does that, what kind of toll does that take on our body? All right. So this is this little section here is for all your science nerds. Okay. We're going to get a little bit sciencey. So um, even though we, as a, a, the human race has developed significantly, our genetics are really not that different from about 10,000 years ago before civilization. Um, and so our stress response is still the same as when we had to worry about being chased by a lion. So Later. when we're getting chased by a lion, <laughs> this uh, stress hormone cortisol increases, it burns all this glucose in our bodies to give us the energy to run away from the lion, climb the tree, um, all that. And then once the lion is gone, the stress response returns to normal and the cortisol decreases and we carry on. 
Now, the problem is that all of us, but mamas, especially midlife mamas in particular, we have this stress response of a lion chasing us going on all the time because of all the stressors in our lives. Um, our body can't tell the difference between actual life-threatening stress and perceived stress. So if, uh, let's say you are a chiropractor and you get double booked and now you're going to be late to go pick up your kids, that creates the same response as the lion is going to eat me. Right. So, so we're constantly on this high alert. Yes, exactly. We're in um, this high alert state at all times. And if we don't make sure to address that, it's going to trickle down to our sex hormones. And we're going to have um, some of what are you know the typical midlife experiences, not sleeping well, um, having temperature regulation issues, being um, rageful one moment, weepy the next and giddy with joy two seconds later. Um, and as well as like some kind of weird ones, like um, having hair fall out where you don't want it to fall out and having it grow where you don't want it to grow. <laughs> Um, or, you know, brittle nails can actually be related to a hormonal imbalance. Um, really terrible new body odor uh, can all be related. Sure. And as super moms, right, which are the listeners of this podcast, we're constantly feeling torn. Like we mm. always have that high alert where we're feeling like there's a million different places that we should be or that we need to be those expectations that we put on ourselves that have been brought on from all different places. But, you know, we've we've got that cortisol just always there because we struggle to rest and relax and be present in the moment. And so those hormone shift, like the shifts in hormones and those effects that the symptoms that you just shared, mm-hmm. they're huge among the supermom population because of those high levels there's that high stress that we're constantly feeling Mm, absolutely not being able to relax or rest or take time for ourselves Mm. which means self-care is that much more important among our among the super moms for the first 10 years of being a mom i told myself that i did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help and I felt weak and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth. But really, it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. 
but it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. You mentioned a little bit about midlife, like the particulars about midlife. And why is that such an important time in a woman's lifespan? Oh, good question. So our brain actually recalibrates at a few different points in our lives at puberty um, through pregnancies, if you've had pregnancies, and I would assume all your listeners yeah. have since the word <laughs> mom's on the title. Um, and then at perimenopause, our brain is again recalibrating. So that sounds kind of scary, right? Like, oh my gosh, what, is, what does she mean? My brain is changing. But I see it as exciting. It's an opportunity, a time of opportunity to decide what that recalibration is going to look like. And so through your food choices, your movement choices, self-care, getting sleep, getting enough sunshine, um, being playful, all of these things impact our actual brain chemistry. And so we have this window of opportunity in perimenopause to make sure that our setting for our golden years is a setting that is, um, has a really good memory, that our brain setting is one where um, we're able to burn both glucose and ketones um, for energy so that, um, you know, we avoid that donut around the middle that sometimes can pop up in midlife, um, you know, so that, you know, we get the sleep we need um, so that, you know, they really, there's a lot of research out there about the connection between sleep and um, Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, so all of these practices right, that we begin in midlife have this impact on our longevity and the quality of life in that longevity. So really changing your, like looking at it as a reset, as an opportunity to be able to start implementing some of these self-care habits mm. to be able to increase the quality of life later on. Yeah. The current and the future, right? I mean, mm -hmm. when I talk to women, they're a lot of times not just thinking about their present, their present might be difficult and they might be struggling and that's why we're together, but they often bring up, I want to see my grandkids. I want to be an active mom. Um, in my area of the country, women are getting married later and having their children later. So sometimes I've got a client who is um, postpartum and perimenopausal. Right. That's right. quite a combo. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, keeping all of that, you know, in mind is important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what kind of stress relieving techniques do you, do you find that, that clients have most success with that you recommend? So for clients? It's essential that women approach this from a place of curiosity and being willing to experiment, not from, oh, well, this worked for her or this worked for my mom or this worked my friend. So it's got to work for me because self-care, the only way we're going to do it is if we want to do it. If right. we think it's fun and enjoyable and something that makes us feel better. So it's got to tick all those boxes. Um, so in my work as a coach, and I know you know this since you're a coach, it's all about the client and the client's decisions and how the client's going to lead us. Right. So 
sometimes clients are, are like, I just, I don't even know where to start. So I'll give them a list with a little description. And then the next time we meet, I say, so what sounded interesting to you? Mm-hmm. And we dive in to one or two things they want to try that week. And then we check in again. So how did that go? Did it feel restful? Did it feel fun? Um, and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And so we just adjust. Um, as you know, there's like that constant back and forth of, all right, let's see how it goes. And if it works great, we're going to keep it up. If it doesn't work, all right, we're going to, you know, figure out something that does. So, you know, one client might find Epsom salt baths with essential oils to be just, you know, a two to three time a week thing for her. Someone else might be like, I'm so bored in this bathtub. I can't even relax. (laughs) So it has to, there has to be that exploration piece to it. Right. It has to be completely personal. You're right. You're right. And it's so important to be able to check in and ask yourself, like, how does that feel? Like, because you're right, you're not going to continue doing it if it's not something that feels good. That if you're just doing it because you heard somebody else did it, or, you know, you're buying into something or, you, you know, there's so many things out there that don't, that don't constitute self care for you. If you're not able to relax, if it's not doing the, it's job, just like you mentioned in the beginning of this interview, like bringing down those cortisol levels Mm -hmm. and really, like really de-stressing you. It's not self-care if it's, if it's going to be a lot of hard work. No, it's probably adding to your cortisol. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Hey moms, can't catch a good night's sleep these days. I've got you. Sleep matters. And because it does, Not getting the quantity or the quality you need can have detrimental effects on your health and well-being. To feel your best and not only to get through the day, but to have an absolutely amazing day, you've got to get the sleep your body and mind needs, which is why I developed Sleep Matters, a course for moms to help you take care of yourself and get the kind of sleep you deserve. In this course, I teach you cognitive and behavioral strategies used in the treatment of insomnia. We work to minimize the sleep worries, re-equate your bed with sleep, set you up with a sound nighttime routine, and establish an environment that is conducive to sleep. Don't waste another night tossing and turning. Enroll in Sleep Matters, self-care for the troubled sleeper. And finally, get your Z's. Tell us about what is your go-to self-care practice? What do you, what do you do to bring down the the stress and refuel? I discovered this right after my first child was born. Um, I always knew this about myself, but I discovered it was essential. And for me, it's reading fiction. Okay. If I am not reading fiction, I am not a happy person. Maybe it's because I used to be an English teacher. teacher. Exactly, it might be that. Um, But I really, that is my go-to. That is my de-stress. And um, I mean, it was, you know how it is with an infant. Your listeners all know how it is with infants. So I would, in order to get my fiction time in, I would sit in the bathroom on the sits bath, you know, Mm -hmm. for recovery purposes (laughs) and read. And it was my like seven minutes that I got and nobody got to interrupt me. And it was sacred. And it was that then that I realized like, oh yeah, you got to read or you're going to be a crazy person. Yeah. But it took you actually making that time to be able to do it, to discover Mm -hmm. that this is, this is what I needed. Oh yeah. 
I actually had it as a goal this past summer because for so long I read I I I Jody Picoult. I love her, but she's my favorite author. But like I such good twists at the end there. She does. Yeah, she does do those plot twists. But I was reading fiction and I loved it. But I mean, the whole house like would fall apart when I'm like sitting there reading because I get so engrossed in the book. So I had kind of gotten away, you know, when I started my business and went back to work. Like I started a lot on the personal development space. Mm. And so a lot of mine were like the personal development, self-help, like that that genre. Mm-hmm. And so this summer, because I did really enjoy reading fiction for so long. I was in book clubs and I really did. So this past summer, I was like, all right, I'm getting back into it. So the first one I picked out was the, another, like the newest Jody Buffalo, because I'm like, nice. I know I love that. Nice. I know it's going to kickstart me back into this event. And then I did read a few more over the summer, the Crawl Dads. I read that mm-hmm. one. Did you read that? I did. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Then I wanted to read that before I saw the movie. <laughs> like I, it was a, it was a race to when the movie came out. So yeah. Awesome. So is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you think that would be useful for, for the listeners in regards to stress and self-care in midlife? I would just say, if you're having a hard time finding self-care opportunities, that there are plenty of people out there like me, like you, Ani, who help women with just that. Um, and so don't be afraid to reach out and, and get help. Um, you don't have to go it alone. Absolutely. Yeah, I second that. I second that, Kathy. <laughs> so, what, what book can you recommend to our listeners? So it's funny, I am terrible about recommending books because I can only think of what I'm reading right now. Um, I don't like remember very well, um, you know, the book that had a big impact. So the book I'm reading right now that I'm really enjoying is called Falling Upward. And it really resonates with me because it's about the second half of life. Um, And that's not always like a numeric, like, oh, from 50 onwards, Mm -hmm. Um, it's really about experiences and I'm a very old soul. So in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm kind of in that space. And so, although I only understand about half of it, (laughs) because there are some really complex pieces to it, um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, So if you, if you feel like, you know, you might be in that second half of life uh, space falling upward is, is quite, quite a text. Awesome. So where can listeners find you, Kathy? You can find me on my website, kathyfritzcoaching.com, which Ani has told me will be in the show notes. Yes, um, <laughs> and uh, my social media links will be there as well. But truly, if you think your hormones might be doing a little dance within you that you would like um, some help with, the best thing to do is go to my website, set up a free coaching call, um, and we'll see, you know, if I can help you, you can get a better sense of my coaching style. Um, and you know, the worst thing that happens is you get free coaching. I mean, <laughs> sounds like a good deal to me. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Kathy. It was a pleasure. Likewise, Ani. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.